You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Evening, sir. Can I take that for you? Oh, oh, of course, yes. Um, although it's... Yeah, I suppose it is a bit warm, isn't it? Wow, so many people in the playhouse tonight. I tell you what, it's a punishing heat in Halifax these days, and there's nothing finer than to come into a cool, magnificent building and enjoy another incredible stage performance. And with a cool drink in my hand, um... <clears throat> Jimmy, uh, can I have a G&T, please? Evening, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they won't mind. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, so, um, Brian Bacchicchio and Jack Ward have been busily working on the MadCon website. Slowly, all the content is being included. Jack was just telling me just a, uh, a week ago that he was in Maine at a massive meetup at... Uh, oh, um... Mm. Oh, that's good. Uh, yes, Steve Schneider's house where he got to meet old friends like uh, Fred Greenhalge uh, from Final Rune Productions and Scott Hickey from The Grist Mill. Uh, old friends who he hasn't met yet, like Tanya Malievich from Lightning Bolt Theatre of the Mind. She is wonderful. It's performed on stage with her at the White Vault. It's great. Mm. Uh, yes, and uh, Joe Skofko, the actor, and Austin Beach and Scott Phillips from Audio Oblivious Productions. As well as a bunch of new friends like Ed Champion from the Grey Area, Rick Costa, Owen McEwen, Avi Ziv, and I've met a bunch of people. Uh, and met a bunch of people who are fast becoming friends, far too many to name. And on top of that, had a ride from Peter Malley back to the ferry. It's those kinds of amazing evenings that bring to mind how important just two summers from now when we will be all together at MadCon. Oh, well, that's the warning. I'd best, uh, yeah. This is too good to drink quickly, but I'd best do it. And, uh, yeah, get to my seat. Uh, Yes. It's funny how after nine seasons, how each summer seems to bring out the old favourites. Just like this year, we've already heard an excellent recreation of the new adventures of Nero Wolf, and tonight we've got another. A different play, a different cast, but all the entertainment that you've come to know and love. Tonight it's Jeffrey Adams from Icebox Radio Theatre presenting to us Stamped for Murder. It's a classic tale. Oh, and perfect timing for the raise of our curtains. And here he comes on stage with Mr. Jeffrey Adams. Okay, a few notes about our feature presentation, Nero Wolf. Fictional character, a brilliant, oversized, eccentric armchair detective created in 1934 by American mystery writer Rex Stout. Stout wrote 33 Nero Wolf novels and 39 novellas and short stories from 1934 to 1975. And the stories have been adapted for film, radio, television, and stage. On radio, actor J.B. Williams starred in the first incarnation of The Adventures of Nero Wolf. That was in 1943 on the regional New England network. Santos Ortega assumed the role when the suspense drama, <clears throat> excuse me, moved to ABC in July of 1943. Louis Vittis wrote most of the scripts for the 30-minute episodes, basing none of his stories on Rex Stout's original stories. 
but the most famous Nero Wolf on radio was undoubtedly the immortal Sidney Greenstreet, who appeared in such films as Casablanca and the Maltese Falcon. Greenstreet starred in The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, which ran on NBC from October 1950 to April 1951. The episode we're recreating tonight, Stamped for Murder, was the premiere episode of this series and first aired October 20th, 1950. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's 7.07 .07 on the Edge of America, and the Icebox Radio Theater is on the air. My boss is the smartest and stubbornest, the fattest and the laziest, the cleverest and the craziest, the most extravagant detective in the world, Nero Wolf. It's the adventure of Stamped for Murder, with that brilliant, eccentric private detective, orchid fancier, and gargantuan gourmet, Nero Wolf, starring Justin Kapler. Instructions for this morning, Archie, your notebook, please. First, Mr. Sarzenbeck, inform him that the Long Island peafowl he sent were most unsatisfactory. Peafowl's breast flesh is not sweet and tender unless it is protected from all alarms, especially from the air, to prevent nervousness. Long Island is full of airplanes. Now, look, look, Mr. Wolf. I shall need a dozen chickens that have been raised on blueberries and a fresh-killed lamb for tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Wolf, please listen, there's a... Uh... Mr. Goodwin, be quiet. And then dinner on the following day becomes a problem. Mr. Wolf, dinner any day is going to be a problem if you don't pay Beck's bill. Then pay it. With what? The bank account's empty. Ridiculous. There were $4,000 in there yesterday. Yeah, but you bought a shipment of orchid bulbs from Lionel Gutner. Mr. Wolf, we need money. You gotta stop eating and drinking beer long enough to earn some. Ah, you're an alarmist. Will you, for the love of heaven, stop turning down clients and turn an honest dollar? I've got a couple of prospects right outside the door. Send them away, Archie. No, sir. Send them away. Tell them I've gone to Egypt. Nothing doing, sir. Confound you, Archie. Obey orders and send them away. Miss Kent, Mr. Rodman, come in, please. Uh, of course. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Confound you, Archie. You're mutinous. Yes, sir. And you're stuck with it. Uh, this is Miss Gloria Kent and Mr. Rodman. How do you do? They arrived as advertised with a pressing problem. Good evening. Your people are here by sufferance only. I shall speak to Mr. Goodwin about it later. Yes, indeed, I know my pressing problems, Miss Kent. What are yours? Uh, my father. In need of a court of domestic relations, Miss Kent. What does your father do? Beat you, withhold your earnings, discourage your suitors? Mr. Goodwin should have informed you this office does not undertake cases involving marital or family problems. But that, that's not the If Mr. Goodwin had not been beguiled by your pretty face, he might have warned you and avoided this embarrassment to you and annoyance to me. No, 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 no. Take it easy. Take it easy. How many times have I told you you don't know how to handle women? Then suppose you let Miss Kent handle me? Well, it's simply this, Mr. Wolf. I had some money my mother left me. My father's just spent it without my permission. I want it back, without a scandal. Facts, Miss Kent. How much and how spent? Ten thousand dollars. Father bought a treasure map. Indeed? 
From whom? A pair of swindlers named Cross and Halleck. They've driven him crazy talking about fortunes salvaged from the SS this and the SS that. He's... he's got a map and, and old letters he studies. He's... he's childish. Many fortunes have been recovered. Many more await on the sea floor. How do you know that your father has been duped? Well, uh, I know. You do, Mr. Rodman? Yes. Cross and Halleck bought some old letters from me, written by my grandfather from Hawaii. They used them to manufacture the map and evidence, and and that's what they sold to Kent. Father thought he was being so clever. He had the paper analyzed. Of course, the document research laboratory said the letters were genuine. They were, but something new had been added. Oh, I'd never have known if Mr. Rodman hadn't told me. You were a party to the swindle, Mr. Rodman? I was not. I never knew what they were up to. Mr. Wolf, you've, you've got to help me. I can't do anything with Father. I can't convince him. Even Mr. Rodman can't. No, Miss Kent, I'm sorry, but this is not for me. But but you must. You must. I... Not in my office, madam. No tears. Please, please. Archie, stop her. Okay, okay. You're going to be okay. Archie, when Miss Kent has finished her disgraceful exhibition, show them out. How dare he walk out on us like like, like he was a... Uh, e- easy, easy now. I, I, I know him and you don't. He gets into a panic when women cry. Or else he's curious about what Fritz is cooking for lunch. Uh, now, just wait a minute, please. Oh, aren't you ashamed of yourself walking out like that on that poor kid? That hysterical gamma? <laughs> She's lost all her money. She needs help. I charge high fees, Archie. So charge a small fee. Do you want her to starve? Good heavens, starve? How monstrous. I'm not kidding. While you'll be in here smelling your dinner, she and her father will be starving. I thought you were bringing me a paying client. Well, this is different. She's, uh... Beautiful, Archie. You're impossible. Very well. Go back into them. Get names, addresses, facts. I'm not committed to Miss Kent's case, but we will see. Be a tribute I pay for your weakness for a pretty face. Rodman and Gloria Kent were gone, however, so all I had were the few facts they'd given me before they met Wolf. I felt guilty about that when he came back into the office and sat down in his specially built chair. He closed his eyes and I glared at him. Well, how much of you was awake? Mr. Wolf. Ugh. Well, they disappeared. Did you tell me they were gonna, you were gonna help this girl just to get her out of the office, or, or did you mean it? You are a gadfly. <laughs> no, sir, no, sir. You made a promise and you stuck with it. Well, what did you get from Rodman? Uh, name, address, occupation. Uh, he's a librarian. Uh, that's all. Very careless, Archie. You missed the significant point. Uh, Such as, huh? How did Rodman discover that the letters he sold were being altered by forgery and used for swindle? How did he locate the duped Mr. Kent? Uh, Yeah, I I guess you're right. I'll ask him next time, but uh, what about now? Are you going to get Gloria's money back? I assume you call Miss Kent Gloria solely in order to annoy me? It does. Stop it. Get Cross and Halleck. On my way. 
You'll find them at the Hotel Beauregard. Oh, oh no, wrong, sir. According to my notes, their address Never is, uh... mind their address, Archie. The Hotel Beauregard is the headquarters for successful confidence tricksters. They celebrate their victories there while the money lasts. You'll possibly find Cross and Halleck drinking whiskey or lunching, probably both. I located Cross and Halleck in the hotel bar and lured them back to our place on 35th Street. Wolf was sitting behind his desk with his hands crossed on his impressive middle, at peace with his lunch and the world when I ushered them in. He sat bolt upright and scorched me with a look. Good afternoon, Mr. Wolf. Uh, the tall one's name is Cross, the short one's Halleck. They uh, want to help me invest money. Uh, ladies, Mr. Nero Wolf. Huh? What? Who? Nero Wolf? Hey, what is this? Confound you, Archie. How drunk are they? Nah, they're not too drunk for business. Let's get out of here. Come yeah, on. Yeah, the dirty shell of a damn decoy. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, wait, wait a minute, you two. Uh, yeah, you want me to keep him here, Mr. Wolf? Not by violence, Archie. Come back here, ladies, unless you want seven years in the state penitentiary. Unless what? You got nothing on us, Wolf. Nothing. I have the Kent case. The Kent case? That's a laugh. We're sitting pretty. Sitting pretty. You are not. You imagine you possess legal immunity. Mr. Kent believes your grotesque balderdash and will not sue for fraud. Miss Kent cannot sue because she is reluctant to accuse her father of wrongfully obtaining her money. Ergo, you think you are invulnerable. Now see here, Mr. Wolf. But you forget me. I am a detective with a fee to earn. A uh, big fee. Quiet, Archie. I am determined to get that fee. Therefore, as Miss Kent's agent, I can and will bring action against you. I am indifferent to her tears or her father's disgrace. I am indifferent to anything outside of the money. You'll return the $10,000 to me at once, or you will be in jail by morning. You mean that? I do, Cross. Halleck? Yeah? Come here. Come on now, hurry. Okay. Here, Mr. Wolf. Halleck and I have decided we don't want to get any trouble with you. Here's your ten grand. Ah, yeah. let's have it. Give the dough to Kent, Mr. Wolf, and get the letter and map back for us. You've got a reputation for being tricky but honest, and we trust you. Come on, Halleck, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about that? Preposterous. Uh, no, no, sir. Take a look. $10,000. Genuine coin of the realm. Cross is a fool. Does she imagine I am to be fooled so easily? Uh, what do you mean? She left the money. She surrendered too quickly, Archie. Too easily. And that money in the envelope he was carrying. All ready to refund. Why? Uh, well, maybe she's got a better sucker. I heard her mention uh, Ben Sanford. Nonsense. Does she need Kent's forged letters and map to cheat this Ben Sanford? Couldn't they prepare another set? Uh, I guess you're right. Uh, something is fishy. In any event, it is no concern of mine, thank heaven. Oh, why's that? I am not committed to Miss Kent in any way. As a favor to you, I undertook to regain her money. I have done that. You may take it back to her and obtain the forged papers in return. Uh, but, uh... Silence, Mr. Goodwin. Go to your red-haired charmer and leave me in peace. I intend to spend this afternoon with my new world atlas. 
Well, I left him 3,000 miles up the Amazon with his magnifying glass and drove up to East 69th Street. The Kent house was a broken-down little brownstone, and as I went up the stoop, the door opened, and Gloria burst out like a skyrocket. Hey, Miss Kent, easy now, easy. Let me go. Let me go. What's wrong? What's wrong now? Wrong? Wrong? Nothing is wrong. Nothing at all. Well, then, uh, how about seeing your father? Oh, you want to see my father? Come inside. Oh, for the love of heaven, what, uh, what, what went through Come here? inside, Mr. Goodwin. I'll introduce you. He's in a back room. Come right through the living room. Well, what else came through this living room? A hurricane? Oh, no, Mr. Goodwin. Something else. There's my father, Mr. Goodwin. What the devil? Well, he's dead. His throat's cut. Father, this is Archie Goodwin from Nero Wolf's office. He and his boss refused to help while they could. Well, maybe they can help you now. Oh, hey, now, stop it. All I'm good for now is revenge, that's all. Stop it. Stop it and look at me. All right, now, when did it happen? I don't know. When did you find him? Just now. Keep looking at me. Who went through this house like a hurricane? You? No. Where did you go after you left the office? Uh, to the laboratory. What lab? Uh, document research. The, the place that checked the map. Uh, how long were you there? Until an hour ago. I was Mr. With, with Mr. Rodman. Okay, keep looking at me. Keep looking at me. Uh, and, and then what happened? I, I had lunch. With Rodman? Alone. And, and, and then I came home. All right. All right, now, uh, listen to me. I want you to go to Mr. Wolf's house right now. Have you got cab fare? Yes. All right, uh, take a cab. I've got to stay here, but I'll call Mr. Wolf and tell him you're on your way. <laughs> now go on, get. I called Mr. Wolf and told him everything. He instructed me to advise Inspector Kramer, who arrived with the homicide squad. I gave the inspector everything with the, while the squad photographed and measured and print-dusted and detected. At 3.30, Kramer took me back to the house on 35th Street for a fight with Wolf. It's a great story, Wolf. Great. Kent buys a phony treasure map. Everybody knows it's phony except Kent. But Cross and Halleck try to buy it back, and Kent gets himself murdered. Did you find the map and letters in the house, Inspector? Oh, no, no, I didn't. Then the killer was after the map. The phony map? Certainly. Why? Well, if we knew that, we would know why Cross and Halleck so willingly paid back the money and why Kent was murdered. Hey, uh, maybe it's not phony. Oh, I'd better see the girl now. Oh, you fancy her for the murder? Well, I'll know after I ask a few questions. Tonight. She's had a shock, Mr. Kramer. She needs rest. Look, Wolf, I want her. Why bother with her when there's so much to be done? Yeah, uh, such as? Cross and Halleck. Find them. And the mystery man they spoke of, Ben Sanford. He's the man you want right now, not this poor overwrought girl. Oh, well, all right. The girl will be here for questioning tonight, though, huh? Tonight, Mr. Kramer. <sighs> okay, you'll hear from me later on. <laughs> well, you buffaloed him out of that, okay. Uh, say, uh, why don't you want to question? Is she guilty? I don't know. Well, what did she say when she got here? 
She said nothing. She never arrived. She never what? She never arrived. Well, then why did you tell Kramer she was resting? Would you believe the truth? (laughs) She must be found. More important, we must learn why forged letters and a forged map have produced this turmoil. Yeah, find the killer and you find the map. Yeah, you said that. I said the reverse, which is an altogether different statement, Archie. I want a photograph of the map. Get it. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, any particular cameo you want me to use? You'll find the photograph at 200 Vanderbilt Street. Are you kidding? A lab cannot check the authenticity of old papers without photographing them in ultraviolet light, infrared light, and so on. If this document research lab has examined those papers, they will have photographs. Get them. He got out of his chair and waddled back to the house elevator. It was four o'clock and time for his regular afternoon session with the orchids. I drove down to the document research laboratory on Vanderbilt and I got such a shock that I grabbed the office phone and dialed Wolf at once. This is Nero Wolf. Uh, Mr. Wolf, Archie here. What's the matter? Are you lost? Uh, no, sir, no, sir, but I found something. Photographs? Uh, no, Mr. Wolf. I don't think you'll ever see any photographs of the Kent man. I don't think any were taken. Indeed. Yeah, but guess who runs the document research laboratory? No, uh, no, 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 no. Don't guess. You probably know. A man named Ben Sanford. And he's sitting right here beside me. Bring him home with you. Home? But it's four in the afternoon. This is your sacred hour when you pray over your orchids. Then Mr. Sanford can join the ceremony. How about this place? How about it? There must be a million flowers up here. Uh, no, no, not flowers. Orchids only. Mr. Wolf has 10,000 plants. <sighs> never saw anything like it. And you never will again, brother. Hey, what are, what kind is that on the bench? Oh, that, that's our pride and joy. Odontoglossum meranium. Uh, above them, the Vanda Petersenia. And the pink ones are the Silogiant Pangeratus. Now the large object, mulching flower pots, is uh, Mr. Nero Wolf. Uh, Mr. Wolf, Ben Sanford. Good evening, sir. Hi. I came along to be obliging. I've got nothing to say about anything. How much have you offered Cross and Halleck for their treasure map? No comment. Mr. Sanford, I'm going to make some assumptions. I assume that you are not, in fact, a document expert, but an accessory to the fraud of Halleck and Cross. No comment. And that you actually prepare fraudulent maps for those swindlers and then, in the guise of an expert, guarantee their authenticity. No comment. But this you must answer. You did guarantee the authenticity of the map and letters Kent bought. It's on record. All right, I did. Then will you admit they were forged? What, are you a comic? No. You guarantee the value of the Kent map? Yes. As an expert? Yes. Then you have convicted yourself of murder, sir. Murder? What is this? Mr. Kent was murdered, evidently, for the map and letters he bought. But of all persons involved, you alone believe in the value of the map. No one else does. Therefore, you alone would have murdered Kent for the map. Well, for the love of... No, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Chew it over, brother, chew it over. Either way, he's got you. Okay, okay. You want me to level? Here it is. Level, Archie? Yeah, okay, boss. Uh, it's thief-type talk. It means, uh, tell the truth. It's like you say. The letters were bought from Rodman. I forged the map and evidence onto them. I guaranteed them to Kent. It was a swindle. 
So the letters are without value. Oh, sure. They're old, that's all. From 1851. Just tired family gossip and stuff. Indeed. Here we have the problem again, Archie. Mr. Kent is swindled with a map and letters that are known to be worthless. He alone believes in the fantasy of the treasure. There isn't any treasure. Never was. Yet Cross and Halleck refunded the swindled money so eagerly. It's obvious they want those worthless documents back badly. Someone else wants them so bad he murders Mr. Kent. Why? <laughs> I said I don't know. Archie, we must find the girl. There's a chance she turned to Mr. Rodman for refuge. I'm sorry, but you'll have to go there at once. If the girl isn't there, bring Rodman. Yes? Uh, hello, Rodman. Uh, remember me? I'm Archie Goodwin from Nero Wolf's office. Oh, oh yes, of course. Uh, look, I came here to get Gloria Kent. There's been a change in plans. Uh, tell her to come out, please. Gloria? Well, she's not here. Why should she be? Uh, haven't you heard? Heard what? Well, I guess you'd better come down and see Wolf. Oh, Mr. Goodwin, I, I'm afraid I can't. I'm, I'm rather busy. Look, Rodman, uh, maybe you ought to know. Old man Kent was murdered. What? What? Yes. Yes, just after you and Gloria left us. Kent? Murdered? Well, well, this is awful. Mr. Goodwin, it's... Well, it's... you want to see Mr. Wolf now, I bet, huh? Well, get your hat. Murdered? Oh, believe me, I never wanted this. I'm going to tell Nero Wolf the whole mess. Every word of it. Okay, then. Uh, come on, get ready. Let's go. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, just a minute. I'll, I'll get my hat in, in the bedroom. Murdered? Kent? Gosh, I, I never dreamed. Come on, Rodman. Come on, Rodman. Come on now. What? No, I didn't hear you. Uh, Rodman. Oh. Oh, what the... Rodman! Oh, Rodman! Oh, good Lord, what next? Oh. Oh. Come on. Come on, pick up the phone, come on. This is Narrow Wolf. It's Archie here. We've had a tough break. Yes? While I was waiting for Rodman at the front door, he went to the bedroom for his hat. The killer was there. How do you know? He got Rodman's throat. Tail him? Well, the back window's open. It's a ground floor apartment. He was out and gone before I had a chance. Archie, where were your wits? Hey, let me alone, boss. I've had a man murdered 20 feet from me. You think I'm cheering? Mr. Kramer's here and he has news for us, Archie. He could not locate Cross and Halleck in their apartment. They'd not been home all day. The maid informed them that she was waiting for her weekly salary. Well, so what? She was most angry and... Peppery, Mr. Kramer informs me. Uh, red pepper? Exactly. Uh, okay, okay, maybe I know what you mean. I'll try to deliver the goods this time. Goodbye, boss. So I drove down to the apartment house on Gramercy Street, Square where Cross and Halleck lived. Took the elevator up to the 10th floor, found the right door, and slipped in with a passkey. All right, come out, come out. Come out wherever you are. I know you're in here. 
You fooled Kramer pretending to be the maid, but you didn't fool Wolf. You'd better... Oh, Gloria! Get it out, you! Get it out, you idiot! Lay off! No! It's Archie! It's Archie, you dope! Archie Goodwin from Nero Wolf's office. Remember me? Let me go! Give me the gun, Gloria. Give it to me! Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh. Oh. So, uh, who do you think I was, anyway? Halleck. Oh. oh, brilliant. So Wolf figured you out, huh? Well, you are a brave girl. They killed your father. You came up here and waited for them. You were going to kill him right back, huh? Oh, that red-headed temper. You bluffed Kramer into thinking you were the maid. I had to do something. It was the only thing I could think of to, to come here and kill them. Well, now, it's all right. You're coming home with Archie. And just remember one thing. When Wolf's working for you, don't try to do anything. And it only gets in Wolf's way. <laughs> I got Gloria Kent back to the house at 7 o'clock. I parked the car and brought her into the office, and I got the shock of my life. There was a convention on. Wolf was there with Inspector Kramer representing the cops. Cross, Halleck, and Sanford were there representing the crooks. <laughs> when Kramer saw Gloria, he scowled first at her and then at Wolf. <sighs> so it was a slick one after all, Wolf. You didn't have the girl. You had no intention of producing her. Please, Mr. Kramer, that can wait. There are other matters far more important. I dine at eight. That leaves me one hour to solve your murders. Murders? More than one? Yes, two. Uh, the new ones, I'm a good one. Oh, by heaven. Good one, if, if you... Please, Mr. Kramer, not now. First, Miss Kent, good evening. I presume you have met these people, Cross, Halleck, and Sanford? Uh, I... Uh, Here, I'll take your purse, please. But, but why? Don't think of me as naive, Mr. Goodwin. When you left your house after the murder of your father, you took the map and letters with you. They're in your purse now. Uh, but that's not true. Archie, the purse. Thank you. We have here an interesting situation. There exists some old letters and map, forged and fraudulent, but they're worth $10,000 and more to Cross and Halleck, and worth two murders to a killer. Why? There must be something of great value in the letters. Yeah, such as? Something which Mr. Sanford could not see, although he worked on the document closely. Yet something which could be made manifest. What is the answer, Miss Kent? You know it. Uh, I swear I don't. Secret writing. Archie, bring the chafing dish from the dining room. All right. Secret writing? I saw nothing when I worked on those letters. Naturally, Mr. Sanford, the writing is invisible, but heat is an agent. Makes most forms of secret writing visible. Here's the chafing dish, boss. Thank you, Archie. Place it before me and light it. Right. Now I open Miss Kent's purse. From it, you see, I withdraw these ancient letters which she took from her house after her father's murder. That's not true! Archie! That's enough, Gloria. That's enough. From now on, you just listen. We remove the letters from the envelope and toast them gently. Secret Ink, Vintage 1851, will easily succumb to the agency of heat. Careful! Careful! Those envelopes will catch fire! Hey! 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 They've caught! Don't be upset, Cross, Halleck. The envelopes! They will burn safely in the dish. We can concentrate on the writing. Watch closely. I do not want to be accused of trickery. You fat fool! The envelopes are everything! 
Sanford. Don't sit there. Put him out. Why, Alec? Well, the stamps. The missionaries. They're worth a fortune. The missionaries, of course. You know that. Cross knows. So does Mrs. Sanford, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course Sanford knows, you old fool. Let me get this. Mr. Sanford is not alarmed. Why not, sir? I don't know what you're talking about. Fifty or a hundred thousand dollars is burning before your eyes, Mr. Sanford. Cross and Halleck are burning their fingers, putting out the flaming envelopes, and yet you sit there quite indifferently. Why? Well, I... You know the value of the missionary stamps on the letters you bought from Rodman, but you know these aren't the real letters. Isn't that it? Not the real letters? I told you I'm tough to crack, Wolf. You didn't fool me with those dummies. Dummies? How did you know? Mr. Cross, Miss Halleckton, no? How did you? Well, I... I'll tell you, sir. Only one man could know I was framing Miss Kent as a decoy. Only one man could have known I prepared these dummy letters and pretended to take them from her purse. And that, sir, is the killer. The man who murdered her father and stole the map and letters this morning. You, sir, Mr. Sanford. Ah, well, I'll be. Mr. Kramer, there's your killer. You'll find the missing map and letters on him or concealed in his home or office. You won't need the evidence anyway. Look at his face. He's self-confessed. <laughs> self-confessed. That's fun. <laughs> he was booby-trapped. No, Mr. Kramer, not a complicated case, really. Very simple. Elmer Rodman sold a packet of very old family letters to swindlers for a small sum. They used the letters to perpetrate their fraud on Miss Kent's father. And the stamps on the letters were valuable? They were a special Hawaiian issue, 1851, Miss Kemp, nicknamed Missionaries, because missionaries used them for writing home. Extremely rare stamps worth upward of $25,000 apiece. Hey, no wonder they were worth two murders. We found five of them on Sanford. Excellent. Somewhere or other, Rodman discovered the value of the stamps after he sold the letters. In his effort to get them back, he communicated his discovery to the swindlers, Cross, Halleck, and Sanford. Ah, so that's why they returned the money so fast, huh? Precisely. In an effort to have the sale rescinded, Rodman sought out Kent and tried to convince him of the fraud. Alas, he would not listen to the truth, Mr. Kramer. Oh, I get it. And while the others were hassling around, Sanford tried to steal a march and quietly resorted to murder. And there you have it. <laughs> Great job, boss. Great job. So Gloria not only gets the ten grand back, but uh, well, uh, five times twenty-five, which is about uh, hundred and twenty-five thousand worth of goodies. <laughs> now, figuring your rates by the hour, that you d- means you've done a grand job worth about. Uh, Miss Kent, I did not, nor will I, demand a large fee for what I have done. I will not go back on my word, but I can beg for a favor. Uh. I'll be only too happy to... Wait, wait, wait. I ask something that will not be easy to grant. What is it? Will you use your red hair, your pretty face, your admirable figure, and your ample fortune to lure Mr. Goodwin away from this house tonight? I would like to enjoy my dinner in peace. Oh, that won't be difficult, Mr. Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's have an understanding right now, Gloria. Uh, Difficult for you or for me? I'll be delighted. (laughs) Indeed, to spend an evening with Mr. Goodwin, there's only one word for you, Miss Kent, intrepid. 
You have been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, Stamped for Murder, starring Justin Kapler as Nero Wolf. Tonight's story by Alfred Bester was based on the famous characters created by Rex Stout, produced by the Icebox Radio Theater, and directed by Jeffrey Adams. In the cast were Jim Yunt as Archie Goodwin, Ayla McIntosh as Gloria, Douglas Screef as Rodman, Diane Adams as Cross, Scotta Turner as Halleck, David Griffith as Sanford, and Tom Bement as Inspector Kramer. Sound effects by Jeffrey Adams. This is Douglas Screef speaking. A grand roar of applause from the crowd as Jeffrey Adams and Icebox Radio Theatre conclude their performance of the classic mystery episode of The New Adventures of Nero Wolf. Be with us again next week as we welcome back Narada Radio once again to the Playhouse stage with a tale that you can escape with. Until then, I'm David Alt. Thank you all and good night. And that's this week's performance for the 2018 Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, performances, characters and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders, and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society podcast and Electric Vicuna Productions. Any shows that continue their run must have explicit permission from all parties involved. The Playhouse theme was written and performed by Sharon B. Join us next week at the Playhouse for another classic performance. I am your announcer, David Alt. Good night. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. I'm Jack Ward from the Mutual Audio Network. This week, Canada, England, and the entire Commonwealth mourns the loss of the world's longest-serving queen, Elizabeth II, known throughout the world as Elizabeth the Great. Whether you yourself are a monarchist or a friend of someone from the Commonwealth, please take a moment to consider and respect their loss as she makes her final ride this upcoming week. Thank you.